Hello, this is Randy Palmer. Welcome to the Family Strong Podcast. I'm a family council coach and interventionist. Today I'm going to be talking about inheritance and legacy and how to fully utilize the leverage of these conversations. Let's get going. I'm excited about this episode. My intentions here are to share with you from a child, a child's perspective, what it's like going through life and going through challenges and being part of a family that owns a business or that um, involves some sort of an inheritance, you know, conversations at family dinners and legacy. Because I remember a while back, my dad and I were talking and he told me, you know, when you were going through your challenges with addiction and, and depression, I, I changed the will and I changed the, the trust to basically say that you weren't entitled to anything until you were 40. And I said, Dad, how old do you think I am? <laughs> and he thought, he thought I was like 33, 34, but I'm 39. So he was a little bit shocked and I think also relieved that we're in a situation now where we can have these conversations and he doesn't need to worry as much but it got me thinking about families and some of the challenges that you go through with your children I've known a couple um, trust guys and uh, lawyers and people who work with different and work in different capacities when it comes to inheritance and paperwork and keeping keeping track of those type of things and I've heard them say that they will often exclude certain members of their family from their inheritance or from their trust. And I always wonder if this person even knows. If they were ever even told or given a chance to make some improvements with using the leverage of some of these conversations as a starting point for these crucial, these crucial conversations. What's interesting about this is that there's a heightened interest and connection and motivation and it's just different for someone who, even though you're going through an addiction or going through a challenge, you still want to be part of the inner circle. You still want to be part of the family. And when things come up, you automatically just assume um that you're either no longer part of it or that people are talking about you or that you're going to get it all and that someday all of your problems are going to go away and i wonder how many families are out there walking around in the dark avoiding these conversations not fully utilizing these conversations so i want to get in today basically three conversation starters that can help you as i always say connection motivation and collaboration okay these will primarily work with connection and motivation first having a conversation like this where you directly approach your family member and begin to discuss what the future looks like 
if things don't change, what it looks like, if things do change, what those changes might be. And I don't mean in a forceful, arrogant way where you say, look, if you don't shape up, this is what's going to happen. I mean in a mutual, respectful way where you really do some soul searching and some and some pondering before you even have this conversation about what is true, what's truly important. What do you want your legacy to be, truly? And what would you like your children to inherit, inherit from you above everything else? So stepping into these conversations at least begins the process, if done in the right ways, because we're not, I want to be clear here, we're not approaching them at this point with a carrot saying, hey, you need to change right now. What we are doing is being real with ourselves and admitting that somewhere along this journey of life, we envisioned it being different. And we don't need to let that dream die. We can hold on to that vision. We can hold on to that dream. And it's not over for this person. The story is not completely written for your family. So it's understanding that we're just simply approaching them to see how they respond, to test the waters a little bit. Is it something that piques their interest? Do they perk up and actually make eye contact for the first time in months? Or do they still just act the same and avoid and deny and refuse that there's anything going on and just kind of drift off into the abyss? So beginning the process of connecting with them, communicating with them about these type of a crucial conversation, this is a great conversation starter, okay? The second aspect of this is the truth is you probably need them. Your family has a vast variety of personalities, skills, contributions, weaknesses, challenges. It it's possible that the challenges that your child is going through right now are actually preparing them to carry on your legacy better than anyone else. And I know right now it might not seem that way, but their life experiences will not be wasted. And it's my belief that any effort um, that you put into them will be repaid a hundredfold in the future if we can just get them healthy because it's different. They learn things, they experience things, they communicate differently with people, they've, they've had to lose everything and rebuild again. That's a, that's a powerful place to be as a foundation for inheriting something that someone else has worked for and contributed to their entire life. I would much rather give something to one of my children that has uh, had to lose everything than one of my children that have almost skipped through life without any major challenges. I would trust the, the prior more than the latter when it comes to the future management of my assets personally. Best would be a team, right? 
and that's where we get into collaboration. But for the sake of this episode and this podcast, we will just stick to mainly motivating and connection. Third is they need a confidence boost. They no longer need to be criticized or talked down to or just vented on every chance we get. They're struggling to believe in themselves. So coming to them with a conversation uh, and having a real open conversation with them about the future and uh, your legacy and their potential inheritance and starting that, engaging that conversation is immediately going to introduce some level of trust into their psyche. It's going to boost their confidence a little bit. It's going to give them something different to think about before they fall asleep and potentially something a little more motivating uh, than just efforts that have tried in the past. But more than anything, they need to know that you still believe in them. They need to know that they are more important to you than all of your legacy, than any inheritance. Knowing that and being reminded of that could be the single most important thing that you could do for them at this time. To me, the most important legacy and inheritance is to improve, even if in small ways, the intergenerational patterns and cycles that have been established in your family. I know in my family, my father, um, when his dad died, when my grandpa died, he had a disagreement with him that was never resolved. And although they were friendly, I think about that often because one of my goals at this point and my intentions with my father every time I'm with him is to connect with him and is to learn from him. I want to learn everything that he has to share with me. I want to know what it was like in 1983 when uh, there was floods in Utah and he was, he was struggling when he got a contract with the state of Utah. I want to know what it was like when there was fuel rations uh, in the late 80s or different downturns in the economy. I want to know what it's like to go through a Christmas when you can't make payroll and you've got guys that are looking at you that have kids and how he made it through those experiences. I want to know what it's like to manage conversations and relationships with your spouse through the good times and the bad when you're contributing to this business and working and they're trying to raise the children. These are all things that I want to know from my father. And even though your child may not be in a healthy state of mind right now, there's still an opportunity to improve these relationships. There's still an opportunity to shape and mold this person and this relationship into the future. But how do we do this? Well, the, the main thing is we need to stop avoiding it. We need to stop dancing around it or talking to others about it but not directly to them and include them in the conversation. We need to do some sort of soul searching and ask ourselves, what is the standards and expectations that we have for our family in the future? And engage them in a conversation to set clear in their mind what this looks like. 
I can't imagine a scenario where a father or grandfather goes in to meet with the trust guy and discuss the will and inheritance and takes one of his children out of it because of his behavior, never having had a conversation with that person first, just to see if they might be willing to adapt or accept help or at least begin to engage in conversations of what that might look like. See, we have a tendency to look at things as they are in the, in the present moment. But I'm under the belief that if we were to take this person who's struggling and go back to when, the, when they were children, they, they most likely have a lot in common with you when it comes to your ability to handle life logistically and to connect dots and to make deals and to provide and prepare for your family. They are a little off track, but there's a lot of contributions and reasons on why that is. Maybe they didn't fit into the education system. Maybe the typical path wasn't right for them. Maybe they felt labeled or like they were less than from the beginning. Maybe they struggled with challenges that we don't understand, but are necessary for their growth and are necessary for the growth of this family. And once we get them through that, then they're going to shine. They're going to be in a scenario to not only live up to it, but exceed all your wildest expectations of who this person was going to be and how they were going to carry on your legacy. So establish something on paper, some sort of a, a standard, an expectation that you can begin to come talk to them and say, hey, you know, I was thinking, uh, I'm getting older, getting a little tired. I've got some decisions to make. I know you're struggling. You're not the only one. There's other people in the family struggling, but there is something special about you. And I wanted to let you know that I don't think it's over for us that I would like to include you in uh, what I've built, my what I've spent my entire life building, I would like to include you in that. I would like you to benefit from that in the future, but I have a couple concerns. Like I said, I have some decisions to make here in the next few months. Would you be willing to talk to me about it? Make this as official as you can. If you have an S-corporation, include the board of directors. If you have a mom and pop, include mom and pop. If you have a trust guy, include the trust guy. Anything you can do to show strength, to show force, to show unity, to show a team like, hey, forget about where we are. This is a long life. And the future is, is yet to happen. So let's not get too carried away in the past but let's talk a little bit about what the future might look like. You might just see this person's ears perk up. You might see their posture change. You might see the little kid inside of them that's been waiting to be spoken to since the day he was born. And for the first time in years, you just spoke to that little kid. You might see a different look than you've seen for a while. But what if you never have the conversation? If you never have the conversation, you'll never know or the conversations, as we know this will be a process. Put it on paper. Um, 
from my experience, it's a common thing for the generation that came before me, parents, grandparents, to say a lot of things, but get paralyzed when it comes time to actually act or implement. So approach them with some formal uh, meeting or, or setting. Show them you're serious by being willing to write down some notes, being willing to, to start on some sort of a contract. Let them know that you're actually willing to follow through on some of this stuff, whether that's beginning to slowly delegate some of the projects you're not going to get to, or partner with them to create some sort of a side hustle or a third um, income. But those things right there, I feel like from my perspective, if, if my father would have approached me back in 2004 when I was a 21-year-old kid, the youngest of five children, watching him manage a business where my brothers worked there, being a black sheep in the family, but having a clear view of the dysfunction that was happening within the family and the business, which is part of the reason I walked out. It would have been game changing for me to know at that point that my dad still believed in me, that he still had the ability to see a different future than the past or the present that he'd been witnessing because of my behavior and because of my lack of ability to perform at an optimal rate. So the more professional, the more formal, the more realistic you can make this, the better. This is a great opportunity to introduce to them the topic of what healthy lifestyles look like, what treatment options or medications or transitions, personal development, behavioral changes need to happen, and what type of a time frame those may need to happen in. This might be a five-year deal. You might say, hey, I want to meet with you once a year for five years before I make a final decision on your inheritance. And just so you know, this is what I expect as far as what a standard is. You can tell them to read the story of the prodigal son. You can share books with them. You can do whatever you want. But something, begin to engage them somewhere along the way and just throw out there the possibility of, hey, if you ever feel like you need more help, to get to this standard, you know, you have people around you that are willing to help you if you want. You know, it's totally up to you. We wouldn't want you to do anything you don't want to do, including manage this, you know, legacy and, and this inheritance, which is a lot of work. I wouldn't want to burden you with that if it's simply not something you're interested in. So let's talk next quarter or next year. You see, it's a, it's a leverage when I say that the key to helping a family member change and overcome some of these challenges is connection and motivation and collaboration, motivation comes in many different forms. It's not just a pep talk. It's not a YouTube speech on the way to work. It can also be an adjustment of boundaries and consequences and rewards. It can be an empty stomach, a cold night in your car. Are these not motivating do they not drive us to a better behavior or future if we so choose? 
Most of all, let them know that your dreams for them still exist. Please let them know that you still believe in them. Let them know that you're still committed to their long-term success. They need to hear it, and they need to hear it from you. Having those conversations with your child that your dad never had with you and your grandpa never had with him is the best way to truly leave a legacy and an inheritance that will be invaluable, that will spread and grow forever. Thank you for your time. I appreciate your willingness to listen to this podcast. If you need help with any of this, simply click on the link in the show notes. There's another option there. There's an option. Until next time, this is Randy Palmer with the Family Strong Podcast. Thank you.